the imitation of a can because I prematurely cracked because I was stupid. Your premature crackulation? Oh. oh god, that sucks. Yeah, that, that is, is pretty dirty. dirty. Is it even still good? <laughs> Probably not, dude. That's dirty. I would have never drank that, but well, I'm over here drinking the nice little bottle of water. Brad here just Frank's Red Hot Caesar. Not just a Frank's Red Hot Caesar. A Frank's Red Hot Caesar that's been in your fridge for how long? Uh, probably about a year, year and a half. <laughs> and, and my niece stayed here yeah. uh, a month or two ago now. And she uh, turned off your light switch and accidentally turned off the power to your yeah. Everything got nice fridge. and warm in there. And then... So that's kind of sat. Yeah. Then it got warm and then it got cold again. Yeah. It's nice that it's in a can because you don't see through it. The, the, best, see the, the best part is it's cold. Yeah. That's about it. Welcome yeah. to DVD Grooves. Welcome. This is episode 48, right? 48? 47. Uh, no, this is 48, yeah. 48, because uh, the site was yep. dogs. That it, was. Uh, this is one that if you listen to 47, you heard that we were going to be doing this. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we are definitely doing it. And there's a reason because you went and seen these fucking folks, and if you listen to 47, you know exactly who we're talking about. And not just did I go see them, but I've become addicted, addicted. in a way. You loved them. You like, loved them. Love them. So them. today, very, very, very happy to finally be spinning Shake Your Money Maker, the debut album by the Black Crows. Too bad Phil what point with someone isn't here. Yeah. Because he fuck. fucking love doing this. But you know what? We'll get him on one. I want to get the live album. Uh, yeah. And hopefully we can get him on that. Because that's something that... Like, because I never really listened to their live album much. And then he got me stuck on uh, a, a song. Me, the song Lickin' from uh, Lions. The live version. Okay. So... So yeah, this is their debut album. What, when did they, they formed in 1984? Atlanta, Georgia, so from Atlanta, which is so, the new hot spot, apparently. A lot of people new. are moving from LA to Atlanta. Like, Atlanta's becoming quite the... It's definitely a hot spot. Quite the, speaking of hot spot, it's fucking hot. It's fucking warm uh, in here. Good thing this episode is not on uh, film. Because we're slutty, yeah, sweaty, we're slutty, sweaty folks. Sluts. <laughs> or that too. Slutty, sweaty <laughs> sluts. But, um, yeah, no, it's a warm one. We're in the middle of a heat wave up here in uh, Quebec, Quebec. And uh, it sucks. And it's only going to get hotter. Tomorrow's going to be 35. And then Sarah, what is uh, Thursday's going to be 37. And finally it's going to start to cool down uh, on Friday. Yeah. A bit. I know tomorrow's going to be real dirty. Uh, yeah, 35, 37. Uh, mm, you're wearing your nice new shirt, sir. You like that? Yeah, we're going to Because I did too. just go see um, the Black Crows on the 6th. And I <coughs> got, a, got a nice new tour shirt. Mm-hmm. But our good friend Lou Dog. I'm going to start calling him Lou, Lou Dog now. I think that's Lou Dog cool. and the Lewis. Lou Dog and the Lou Dogs. Lou Dog and the the Shames. Lou Dog. <laughs> Lou Dog and Lou Shane. That'd be that Lou <laughs> Quebec Quebec was bad. Lou Shane Lou Dog. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he did me a wicked solid because you boys had a wedding to perform yeah, at. Uh, well, 
Fortunately, I'm, I'm yeah, fortunate. like fortunately for the couple because yeah, 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 they got I married. Mean, but we got paid, and you guys <laughs> got paid. Unfortunately, we because missed. you guys missed a crazy show, um, we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, yeah. So we'll dive into the crows. Originally, Mr. Crow's Garden oh, yeah, is what they the, were originally known as. Now the Black Crows are another band. I mean, it makes sense. That crows is, are black. Yeah, they are black. <laughs> now, the Black Crows are a band that was formed by two brothers. Two brothers. Two brothers. So there's a, bu- a brother, uh, brother... Which is cool because brother. I don't remember looking at the the sleeve in here. Because it says cast and crew, the singer, Chris Robinson, the guitars, it says young Rich Robinson. Okay. It's like they had to put young in there. Yeah. But he was quite young at the time of this album. But this album was, you know, it was a fucking huge breakout album. Like, oh, yeah. As far as a Massive debut album. goes, like, it was pointing... Well, the first song, Hard the to Handle. Yeah. yeah. That was a big... That's one of the... That's one of the girls' tunes I probably know the most. Um... The first incarnation of the band, Mr. Crow's Garden, actually is named after Leonard Leslie Brooks' children's book, Johnny Crow's Garden. So, did not know that. Um, the first song was not hard to handle, it was twice as hard. What? Oh, sorry. I forgive you. Okay, yeah, true, sorry. I saw hard, and then it was like, hard is hard to handle. This is also good, too. Uh, all, all you know tunes. what? It's so weird, because... The, this is She Talks to Angels. <laughs> okay. So what's going on here? <laughs> I think you put on side two. Did I? You did. No, it said side A. I think you put on side two, bro. Really? I thought it said side A, dude. I don't know. It looks like side A to me. It's because they both say side A. Oh. <laughs> that's not my fucking But name. like over here it says A and over here it says A. Oh, okay. See? See? So we're already in, but we're restarting. <laughs> we're that's restarting. Okay. That's not a problem there. There's no So problem. technically you were right. If we're talking about what's not to handle, but my brain could not uh. stick to it. So here we are, humping right back in to shake your money. Welcome to DVD Grooves. Welcome to DVD <laughs> Grooves. Sorry, sorry, I didn't know. Uh, does it really say side A on both? Yeah. Like on the corner, it said A. That's why I looked at yeah. well, on the other side. But Okay, well, we're restarted now. It's okay. We heard the first two songs of the first uh, second side. Now we're on to uh, the first side of the first song of the first album. From the back ridge. There you go. Okay. Engineered by Brendan Bud O'Brien. Who? Brendan Bud O'Brien. So Brendan O'Brien makes another appearance. It's engineered by him, yes. Fuck, we've done a million of those. Another person who was actually... I won't say he was um, necessarily involved in the recording. But he put his name on the finished product... Uh, in the second pressing, once it had become a hit, Rick Rubin. Now, I, personally, am a fan of Rick Rubin and the albums that he has worked on. Um, The Black Crows, on the other hand, 
Not a big fan of Rick Rubin. No. Because while working with him, they actually went as far as to call him a racist oh, and yeah. saying that he was telling them that they should be called the Cobb County Crows with all using K's. Like K O B County K O U N T Y Crows K R O W E S. Okay. And they did not like that. I guess And not. then <laughs> he did not initially put his name on the album. That being said, once the album had gotten a little more famous, his name did show up okay. on the later represses. Of course. But now I'm looking here at my copy, and my copy is a repress from quite a few years ago, but not. Uh, that drink still sucks. I want to say like 2015 or 14 or whatever, but uh, his name is no longer on it again. So I probably, guess probably. Uh, Due to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we mentioned Brendan O'Brien. I looked it up. I looked him up. And this was actually his first uh, success. Really? In producing was this album. Uh, well, engineer. Because he, he, he was a successful en local engineer. Considered to be the go-to guy to make a record in a few days for $1,500. And his studio career was propelled by the success of the first Black Crows albums. Check your money maker, which he engineered and for uh, which he engineered and for which he also performed guitar, bass, and a pot a potpourri of <laughs> instruments. And then the following year, he produced and mixed Stone Temple Pilots' debut, and then Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and then there oh, you go. Shit, <laughs> Pearl, Jam. Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, ACDC, and the list goes on. The list goes on. But yeah, this is one of the first ones that really sick, you know, Temple of the Dog. He didn't mix in for Black Crow's Southern Harmony and the Musical Companion. Stone Temple Pilots Core, Aerosmith, Get a Grip, he mixed. Soundgarden, Super Unknown, he was a mixer on it. Like, Brendan O'Gallagher is also an additional person. Uh, Brendan O'Brien, sorry. <laughs> uh, we're Brendan around Montreal, <laughs> you know, it happens. Um, Brendan O'Brien was also an additional personnel as far as. Uh, being a musician on the album, yeah. but they just said uh, a potpourri of instruments, yeah. which I'm not sure. I guess he just Probably played a little bit yeah, of everything variety, here and there. Um, but the lineup on this album: Chris Robinson on vocals, Rich Rob, young Rich Robinson on guitars, uh, Jeff Sees on guitar, Johnny Cole on bass, and Steve Gorman on the drums. Now, going forward with the band, that lineup would not stay intact. Um, in fact, Johnny Colt uh, would stay on, but only for one more album, I believe. Uh, C's, um, what was his first name? Fuck. Uh, Jeff C's would later be uh, replaced okay. by a long standing member and a, a fan favorite who 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 would later play with uh, I'm sure I've spoken a little bit about uh, Rich's uh, band after Magpie Salute yeah, yeah. they would rejoin but Mark Ford so Mark Ford would come on for Southern Harmony and I believe by the third album Amorica I think Johnny Colt 
no, Johnny Colt was there for a little longer than I thought. Right now, it's Savan Pippen. Mm-hmm. Or, I fuck, I could Pippen, be Pippen. Pippen. He's either laying pipe or something. Savan Pippen. And he was actually an original Crows member, but he left the band before the first album, okay. and he's back now. Oh, that's kind of, I, I mean... But other than... Um, probably needs some money. But other than Chris and Rich Robinson, the only long, real long-lasting member of the Crows was the drummer, okay. Steve Gorman, until they recently just got back together, and he was just not told about it, which I'm dirty. not a big fan of. That's a little dirty. It's kind but, of like Aerosmith with uh, Joey... Uh, yeah, yeah, in, in a lot of ways it is. Like, um, you know, they get back together, oh, you're not fit for the road, or they just kind of ignore it. Like, the only it. thing that, like, everyone knows the Crows as, you know, um, the Robinson Brothers project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Oasis, it's known as the fucking uh, Calico Brothers, ACDC, the Young Brothers. When there's that brother duo... It's hard to take any other piece, or take one of those pieces out for anyone yeah, else. Yeah. Whereas the others are a little easier to replace, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. Unlike a band like ACDC, where you never really heard about the bro- brothers arguing. No, Malcolm didn't. always kind of had that leader mm-hmm. vibe, and Angus had the energy vibe. Yeah. And together, that's what made them as uh, great as they yeah, were. You, you do never, you, you really do never hear them. That they fought or anything. I they, they it was just got along. I feel like it was pretty well known that Angus was well aware who the big brother was in oh, that yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. You know, whereas you know Liam and Noel, not so much, and Chris and Rich. Speaking Liam, did you see the other so day? Uh, I saw a video that he just walked off stage there in France. I mean, he was playing Liam Gallagher. We did an Oasis one a while back. And, yeah, uh, he just walked off stage. He was in the middle of singing a song, and he was just like. And then he just walks off stage, and that was it. <laughs> me That's being a, a fan, character. me being a fan, I'd be like, "What? I just well, paid all this money I got here." Well, there has to be some sort of refund issue oh, to sure. a like, show you know, like that. They only played three, four songs, then he was like, "Ooh," he didn't say goodbye. He just like walks off. Well, it's funny that you you brought that up because there's a an instance in uh, Black Crow's history where the brothers got so heated before a show. I think it came to literal blows. Not I. I don't have a hundred percent fact on that, but that's my understanding. And then both went their separate ways. And this is like they're already at the venue. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And everyone's freaking out. Like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> We're already supposed to be on stage, and everyone's like worried, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the band can't find the brothers. Neither of them. And what are they doing? They're sitting out state on stage, just the two of them and an acoustic guitar, just playing together. Like, so weird that they went from, like, blows, from my yeah, understanding, yeah. to fucking them two walking on stage without the band and just doing an acoustic set to open up the show. Like, uh... Like, that was the same show? Yeah. That's fucking weird. You can tell, uh, from Chris and Rich that there's a lot of love there. Yeah. Because they both know well enough that they don't want to do anything under the crow's name without one another. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all you know, started together. Like, when the crows broke up... like Oasis, right? Yeah. Like, they've never done anything since. 
No, no, not since they broke up, no. Which, I mean, there has been rumors about Oasis getting back together. Time will tell, yeah. right? Like, I tell. never in a million years thought I was going to see the Crows. No, no. And when I finally knew that I had the opportunity, I was met with a lot of Crow fans, uh, older Crow fans, telling yeah. me that, you know, you're not really seeing the Crows, you're just seeing the brothers, and, you know, it's not the same. And you know what? That may be, but it's the best that I know it. And I'll take that any well, day. Yeah, fuck, you saw you saw a bit of the crows, no? Well, I mean, with with Savan there, Steven or whatever, you know. Sorry. <laughs> your name is S V E N. People Sven. are gonna have Sven. a hard time fucking Sven. saying your name. But he was an original crows member. Yeah. Um, I personally think it would have been cool to see Steve Gorman on there, playing the drums because yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they've been playing their whole lives like he learned how to play drums so that he could play drums for the crows yeah and then he's like, not invited to the tour I, like his first black crow show or mr crow's garden like he didn't even know how to play <laughs> you know that's coming a long way yeah, from fuck fucking it. putting out like there's no album that doesn't have steve on it other than this new uh cover album that they just released but that's just a six song cover ep yeah, right yeah. not the same thing um I wonder, going back to the brothers thing, I wonder if the Almond Brothers, if, like, you know, if Dwayne would have stayed alive longer, you think they would have argued or fought? Or, See, I'm know. still not sure that Greg didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> Is that a conspiracy theory that I don't know about? Conspiracy <laughs> theories. <coughs> He's the one who fucking... Well, because Greg... Was originally the guitar player for the Almond Brothers, right? Yeah. And then he taught his brother Dwayne to play. Yeah. And then he said, well, fuck, I better practice my singing because you're already <laughs> fucking better than yeah. me and you've been playing for 13 minutes. And, I mean, then they jumped out of Oregon, which is cool. But you think they would have fought back in the day? Like, if they would have stayed together? Well... Yeah, because I, I don't think there's bands that don't fight. I really no. genuinely don't, especially when success is involved. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, for success a band like the, the Black Crows, are, and even, you know, they really fit with Oasis in the sense, is you have one brother that's coming up with the majority of the compositions, mm -hmm. and then the other brother that has the voice on them that makes them famous. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what's bigger? What's, what part is bigger? Like... A great singer can sing great, mm. but a great singer can't sing a great song unless they have a great song. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Rich Robinson came up with She Talks to Angels when he was like 15 years old. You know, that's a composition well over what you would expect from someone at that age. Yeah, for, you sure, know? for sure. I'm not even sure what the age difference is. I'm going to have to check that because... You know, now they're so much older that you don't even think of an age difference. No, yeah. Well, uh, you know. It's literally 55 and 52, uh, 53. Okay, so two years. So it's, yeah, two years. Unless Rich's turn, uh, Chris is aging soon. No, aging. December 20th. <laughs> so, like, it's it's weird that, to me, that it, it's like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, The young... Rich Robinson instead of just Rich, but I guess when you're, you know, 
if you're 17 and you're hanging out with all your 17 year old friends and your 15 year old brother wants to hang out it's a little yeah it's like, kind of like hmm yeah, but you know, I guess I don't know. Man. I, I I mean, I I play music with my brother once in a while, and like I feel like it'd be a great time. But I do see how it could, you know, different things could re like result in different answers and different like decisions. You know, he's dying. He's smoking. <laughs> um, you know, like I I feel like. Creative difference is probably one of the main reasons why these brothers yeah. fight all the time. Or, what, like, the success when it's coming in. Why are we successful? Yeah. Is it your voice? Yeah. Am I or is it my songs? Exactly. You know? That's kind of hard to tell because most people sing along to the lyrics, but... Uh, and then the mu without the music, it would it would be impossible for those lyrics to <coughs> exist. You know, it's kind of weird. See, and that's why I have the feeling that the band didn't come back with them when they got back together. It was new faces, yeah, other than Sven, because um, he Sven had played on a couple Crow albums before. Yeah. Um, like I think he plays on War Paint and. Uh, War paint and uh, before the frost. Okay. I think, anyways. Mm. I'm, clearly, my fucking mind's not all there right now. Um, but so, in my mind, you have these two people. You have Chris and you have Rich. You have the the voice of the band and the mind of the band, and they are at odds most of the time. Yeah. Now, on this album, there's five guys. On the next album, there's six, and from my understanding, it kind of became a three-on-three. Three. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? It's like so one brother with the two. brothers aren't getting along, so they're not even hanging out. So like they kind of have their members in the band that they stick to, and I don't even think it was a three-on-three. Three. It might have been like a four-on-two because I know that Rich was a little bit more of a loner when it came to being in the band, whereas Chris was more of the partying guy okay. and not just partying alone but getting the other guys to not getting them to party but partying with the other guys I know that uh, Chris and Mark Ford especially would go into some deep dark moments yeah. when it came to drugs um, but that's a problem you know when you got these two members who have equal parts in this band fighting for creativity and you know, band members taking sides. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's what made it easier for them to say, look, other than Sven, who I guess his, maybe he's just the middleman, whatever it yeah. may be. But the rest of them being hired hands makes it easy because there's not a, a side to take. You're doing the shows. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have plans for a new album. They might. Who knows? I never know. I mean, I hope so, obviously. Like, uh, that'd be pretty nice. They sounded good on this cover album, and they sounded great live. Yeah. That's one thing, like, being there and watching it was like, it was one of those shows where it's like, you keep your phone down, because yeah. you want to see that with your own eyes. My phone is not going to take a photo better than my no, view exactly, right now. Exactly. My being there live at Budweiser stage, in my first show not in Montreal, yeah. you know, and... Uh, is this the last song on play? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we should save some of your life experience. I'm not talk. sorry, seeing things is the last. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, you let me get into it a bit if you want to. <coughs> well, the live experience, there's 
there's so much to get into on that, especially because there's yeah stories within the stories and and you know reasons from just listening that made the stories what they were. Yeah, exactly. Um, how many crows albums do you have? Do you know off the top of your head? Like, like on vinyl. On vinyl. So I have Shake Your Money Maker. I have Southern Harmony. I have Amorica. I have Three Snakes. I do not have By Your Side. I have Lions. Um, I have War Paint Live. I don't have War Paint. And then I have Before the Frost Until the Freeze. And I have Crowology. Okay. So I have eight Black Crow albums. Out of how many do you know? Or? Other than the two that I just mentioned, so I don't have By Your Side and War Paint. Which, so if I have War Paint, the studio version, which is very attainable, yeah, uh, and, and then I get By Your Side, which is not so attainable, I would have the studio collection. Okay, yeah. You're, yeah, that's... But they're that's still the live albums. Yeah. <coughs> Three snakes and one charm. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. And then War Pain, Lions, Before the Frost, Until the Freeze. Yeah. So you're only missing one then? Well, technically two because I don't War have Pain War Pain on uh, studio. True. True. Um. Now you mentioned Rick Rubin earlier. This was actually released on his recording yeah uh, company right. what is it deaf america yeah deaf deaf american records and uh, yeah that's headed by producer rick rubin rubin it's also fucking distributors are basically all of them in republic and, and uh emi and universal <laughs> interesting interesting <coughs> whole world out there of fucking mm-hmm. different musical things this album was released, I don't think we said it, February 13th, 1990, so it's 22 years old. Wow. Uh, 32 years old. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, the album is named after a classic blues song written by Elmore James. And the Black Crows have played the song live many times over the years, but it is not included on this album. Wow, and not only did they have a beef with um, Rick Rubin, but they would stay on his label until 99, By Your Side being the first album that they switched from American to um, Columbia. Yeah. Quite a few singles on this album, too. Uh, Jealous Again, Hard to Handle, Twice as Hard, She Talks to Angels, and Seeing Things. So, quite a few singles. singles. Yeah. And Seeing Things is, uh, like, the lowest charting single on it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think think that that is top two on this album. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what we're hearing right now. Now, when I was first, like, I uh, moved back to Ontario to my hometown for a few months, a few years back, like five, six years ago, right? Yeah. And I was chilling at my mother's parents' house, and it was Christmas time, and I was not celebrating Christmas, I was not partaking, none of that. No. But my, my mother's brother, he asked me... To go with him somewhere, he was buying something for his TV, uh, a Chromecast or whatever. But he said that he wanted to buy me a couple records. <laughs> so he took me to the record store, which is The Beat Goes On, 
Which is where I got your Stone Temple Pilots album. There you go. Okay. And Angel's Harry's House, which is the first music store I ever shopped at. Brantford's beat goes on. Not a big it. selection, but always a good selection. Yeah. And he picked me up. He let me choose. Yeah. But he, he got me Shake Your Money Maker. And I was not familiar with the Crows. Okay. I probably heard, like, maybe I recognize, yeah, I recognize songs. But I was not familiar with the Crows as a band. But he got me One Hot Minute by the Chili Peppers and this. So that's really two huge, huge albums for me, right? And I just remember my reasoning for wanting it is I looked at the cover and I just thought, it looks kind of cool. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like the guy sitting in shadows, and it yeah. just says in gold in the right corner, well, goldish yellow, the Black Crows. And then you flip it, and when I flipped it, I didn't know, like, like it's people gambling in a casino, but it's like old people, and yeah. I didn't really know what to think of it, right? I didn't know what to expect when I bought it. Like, yes, there were songs I recognized off it, but I didn't know by name at that moment. Yeah. And fuck, when I heard it, man, when I played it, I could not believe it. it was. It was one of my favorite purchases of all time. Oh, yeah. Like, and well, not purchases because yeah, I didn't. It first, was a first, gift, but uh, but like me picking something out, not knowing what fully to expect, and now they're literally one of my favorite yeah, bands top, of all time. Top ten. Top sure. ten all time, for sure. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, it was fucking, you know. And this is crazy because, you know, like Shake Your Money Maker, a lot of people say it's their best album. But that is just the fucking, like, the fold that you have to pull back yeah. to really get into the Once crows. Once you get into it. See, I've like, this isn't that. even yeah. the crows. Like, this is this is them putting something out. And uh, be honest with you, this is something that they put out that was well over what they were actually able to do at that time. Yeah. You know, they weren't prepared to put an album out like this. No. Because then they had to play it a lot and tour it a lot. Yep. And they weren't playing as good as they sounded on this album. But then they did, yep. you know. And then once, by the time Southern Harmony comes out, it's, it's almost a different band completely. Yeah. Well, that's the, like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of a band that, like, for like an, like an example for that. Because there is quite a few bands that, you know, they put out an album they're like, whoa, like. <laughs> that, that, most like, people because yeah, most people don't know what to expect when they yeah. go into the studio and exactly. they don't know if it's a hit because no one's heard it before exactly you know, like they probably went in there and recorded the <laughs> and like, ah yeah it sounds good there. whatever throw it out there and see what happens and then it's a fucking multi international bestseller there for the oh, band oh it's and huge like, do you have it on your I don't know how many times platinum it is but it's um, a good few, I must say. Yeah, it's a fucking... Well, we'll get into that at the end there. I don't know exactly where it is yet, but we'll get into how many times platinum it is. But it's definitely at least a couple it's times. It's multi-platinum. Multi-platinum selling record. You know, they're, they're probably like, what the fuck? I didn't expect this. Um, I like doing that with records, though. When you go into like a record store, we said it multiple times, but just picking out a fucking record that the cover draws you in. Well, I... You know, like, it's not just, like... Like the name, it's like the cover. Wow, you you know you saw the cover. But do you see how it would intrigue someone? Well, fuck! If I saw that and I didn't know who the Black Crows were, I'd like, yeah, I'd probably just think you've seen it and you do know who they are and you still haven't grabbed one. 
Yeah. But it's probably been a minute since you've seen one in the yeah, store. Yeah, it it's not, been a while. It's not something you see everywhere. Mostly, when it comes to the crows, what you see is Southern Harmony and Amorica. Yeah. That. Because that, that's stuff sure. that not everyone has, so not everyone's well, buying. Well, I mean, after uh, this, those have to be the two uh, biggest. Because, yeah. I mean, Remedies on Southern Harmony. Yeah, that's a great And song. then, like... It's a great song. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we should flip right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't have anything. Well, else we've to already add. listened to one and a half songs, yeah, so we might as well listen to the other half. There. <laughs> now we'll play the full side for you. But um, yeah, didn't you say? Didn't you buy a T-shirt that was this? It's like the heads. Okay, it's that because that's their logo, kind of. Is that. Yeah, the heads. But that is what I want as a tattoo on the back of yeah. my leg, like with the full body. Are these supposed to represent <coughs> Rich and Chris? I'm assuming. Must be. Or whoever smokes. Wow, they both smoke. They both. <laughs> they both. Uh, all right, I guess we'll flip and do a jingle, and then we'll come back at you with another side of uh, Black Crew Shake Your Money Maker. Sound good, sir? Sounds good to me. C'est fini! Ça c'est le dernier. This is the last fucking take. Let's go. crows jingle and when I sing it my feet start to tingle yeah this is the black crows jingle and I want to hear the next side this is the black crows jingle and when I sing it my wiener starts to tingle yeah this is the black crows single when I say single I meant jingle one more time the black crows jingle not single when I sing it my feet start to tingle yeah this is the black crows single I want to hear the next side flip it flip it I want to hear it let me hear it let me hear the next side I feel it in my bones my feet tingle my my wiener tingles my tingles uh, yeah play the next side play the black crows yeah 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 Another side two. Another side two? I uh, guess it is another yeah, side two. It's yeah, another one. Well, I also spun it twice. Uh, side two of side two. What? This time we'll play the whole thing. Yeah. You may have heard this at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> A little louder, too. <laughs> I like how you didn't clue in that it wasn't. Wow. When you put it on the first time. And it you know, playing. the Black Crows and I, myself, have something in common. We're both marijuana enthusiasts. Oh. And that kind of thing could go over our heads. Yeah, no, honestly. Maybe yeah. not theirs, but mine for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome. You know, Brad, just, we can give the crowd a hint of what's going to happen because they're not listening. Yeah. There is no crowd. Well, Maybe three. this is an Easter egg they can go back <laughs> once they realize how fucking dope our show is. Yeah. And realize, but our hundredth episode is two episodes it's, it's, away. It's coming very quickly. No, because we ended on episode fifty on season yeah. one, right? Okay, yeah. so so a hundred episodes is coming up. This is ninety-seven. 
No, 98. So we have two more. The 100th episode is going to be a little different, from my yep. understanding, right? Yep. We're kind of going to... We're still spinning the record. We don't know what record yet. We're still spinning the record. You know what we should do? And this is also a little Easter egg if every people go back in time. We should spin Master of Reality. Uh, to redo it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm done. No, I just think we should spin Master of Reality every 50 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is like, yeah. <laughs> and let's Fire. make sure that I hate every time we do the 50th of each season. So that means we have to. So then I always have to redo <laughs> Master of You know, it just didn't turn out how I, how I thought it would. No, we're definitely not inviting everyone over. For <laughs> definitely not. That's why I hate that episode yeah. so much. We're I not love everyone. We're going to make it. But that day was not the day. We're going to make it a good episode, and we got some special things. Um, but I've been working. We've been we working. are going to have a best of. Yeah. And that gonna... jingle we just did. Yeah. The well, Black Crows jingle. You never know, man. Um, you know. Uh, there's a lot of fucking jingles. <laughs> there's 198 You may hear about it on good. the 100th episode, but if you are listening to this right now, Find our Alice Cooper episode and listen to the cover that Brad and I did. Because yeah. you know what? It was kind of fucked up and a little yeah. over the top. But when I listened back to it, I was actually impressed. Yeah. I feel like that could go on YouTube. Yeah. Well, well, well now see Brad's like, well, maybe it could, but definitely well, not on Tunage. Which you can check in now on YouTube, Tunage yeah. Press Channel. I've been slacking, folks. But it's coming out. New videos coming out this week. I've been slacking. I've been editing. I well, I guess I'll talk. I I, I was editing a video and then all of a sudden it was exported. I was all good, so I threw everything that I wasn't using in the trash anymore while it was exported. And then the export fucked up. And then I closed the app. And then none of the stuff saved, so I couldn't find any of the video files. And now I built up the courage to finally get back to it. It it, uh, it was last Monday that happened, and uh, so now. New episodes coming out soon, but for now we're on DVD groups. Um, yeah. Do I even offer you a buff yet? No. Fucking rude ass co-host. <laughs> You're in here letting us use your bedroom. Oh, don't matter. Don't matter. Um. No, I was gonna say um something. Takes um, one point, uh, one puff off the joint. Yeah. He's straight for. Um. Yeah, sorry, 100th episode. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so, And if you have any ideas of how we can make this podcast better or more... Are you even there? Enjoyable. Are you listening? Or hey, you. Herman. <laughs> Herman. <laughs> Herman probably stopped listening after the 15th set He probably heard us say his name a couple times and start tripping out. <laughs> he's hammered there. But these boys are talking to me. Uh, there you go, sir. But yeah, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Write us in, write on our Facebook, send us a message or something. Or, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very talkative people. We'd like to get some emails or messages or something like that, whatever. I saw Rage Against the Machine. There you go. And he also saw the Black Crows. Within, it literally, which is, this is cool. I've seen three shows on two weeks. Better than... I've seen one in Montreal. Yeah. One in Toronto. And then one in Quebec City. Better than none in... Two years. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's an improvement. Definitely. <laughs> I even see Megadeth a couple months ago. Now, um, we're getting off topic a little bit here, but 
Um, there's a lot of people talking, because I'm on a lot of the Ottawa Blues Fest fan pages. A lot of people talking that uh, a lot of people are testing positive for COVID. Are you at all worried that you contracted? Uh, Why? Because I smoked fucking four or five joints with eight, nine, ten people? No, I'm not worried. You know uh, why? Because I got vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's a good point. You did. But you don't Twice! Have, you don't have your fourth vote? Uh, don't vote. Don't. Fourth? Yeah, they're up to like fourth now. I don't even have my third. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and you know what? I survived the first round. You know what? I think a pair of anything is good enough. Yep, there you go. Never mentions ah, so yeah, live, you saw Black Crows. Talk us through what happened that day. So, the Black Crows is happening. Now, I had drove to my hometown of Brantford, home of the Brantford. great one, Dylan Prine, and also <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Um, anyways, I'm there. I brought my dad's ashes. Took bunch, care of a bunch of the that. shit stuff. Yeah, well, it was, it was you good had to, to see family and friends after this year of shit by yeah. family and friends I mean, and I mean it probably, my sister <laughs> it probably also you know finally allowed you to well I don't have a bag of ashes in my room exactly. anymore you know, little, <laughs> the, 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 the weight is a little lifted not completely lifted but you know you know what though it was gross because I got a lot on me it was so windy <laughs> and we are putting them in the river and like I was trying Lucky. to put this beer can with them because we he went on this little float this little wooden ship that we made. Yeah. Which sucks because it got stuck and I left and I was like, I'm coming back to get that shit tomorrow and I'm not going to tell no one ever. But I guess someone unstuck that fucking set oh, sail. Yeah. But, um, oh, I would have had to shake my dad off at first. You know, it's probably better. I didn't was that the it. little wooden boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, but we're going to put a can of most necks on it, but we're also going to put our old dog Strider with him. So I had to drink the beer. Uh, you know, took one for the team. But I got a bit of dad on me. A little of the dog. You know. At least you didn't snort it or eat it. I bet you, the amount of drugs my dad did, I would have got so fucking high. Oh, jeez. Would have got a wicked buzz for sure, even in the afternoon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I probably would did a line of him, and he would have came to me as a little coke ghost. Coke ghost? Really. Coke ghost. Coke ghost. <laughs> well, you know, bones are just coke, right? What? 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 Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> so let's get back to uh, the Okay, podcast. so anyways. <laughs> so, I'm there, and I'm in Brantford, which is uh, on the outside of Toronto, like an hour and a half or so. Hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to fucking drive in Toronto. No. There's Good a shit cop. ton of people. Yeah. So for two million people in Toronto. Yeah. And so I uh, said no, and I took a train. Good call. And we met up, me and Becky, we met up with some final friends that, you know, we have come to know on these groups, people that I've got records from, so they're definitely all right in my books. Yeah, we've mentioned you know, them too. Yeah. Had a meal, uh, had a few drinks, had a couple more drinks after that, and then, you know on our way so that was cool to to put some fit well it's facebook so they have faces on yeah, facebook but, like, but uh you know to actually some meet someone in person yeah. is kind of neat it's different and then me and becky kind of went on our own after that like had that enjoyment and me and becky we fucking 
ripped it at the crows. Because as soon as the show started, you just smell pot yeah. everywhere. I think we, that in Canada, they're kind of laxing on that a bit. It was fucking almost outside. Yeah, well, yeah. But I should say it's definitely... It's like half. Yeah, half in, half out. Like, uh, but anyways... We fucking each took a 600 milligram edible before we went. <laughs> and I wasn't really feeling that much. And then we smoked about eight, nine joints. Then I was feeling something. <laughs> I was pretty stoned. But I just... It was kind of cool because they had it kind of... The stage set up like, like almost a bar. Yeah, you were mentioning And they're, that, like, yeah. all standing by the bar, and they show up on the screen, and they're, like, chilling at the bar, and someone goes and hits the jukebox on. Yeah. And lights up, and then they go to their spot. Boom. Right into the show. And I just... Fuck. It was... It was surreal, right? Because it's... What a, was it's, the song they opened with? Um, I want to say Jealous again, but I'm going to check... Just because I'm not fucking sure. Like I said, smoked a lot of wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, man. I, uh, yeah. Oh, Twice as Hard, sorry. And twice then Jealous hard. again. So, Twice as Hard is a track off this one. If you Which is track. an Elmore James song. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. That's Shake Your Money Maker. I'm yeah. fucking big. Oh, they played Shake Hard to. Well, no. It played in the bar oh, it was playing okay. in the bar cool that's cool yeah it was cool and then but hard to handle which is a big song for them is actually an otis redding song yeah yeah wasn't no ray charles otis redding oh. oh okay but yeah twice as hard jealous again sister luck yeah, could i've been redding. so blind seeing things hard to handle thick and thin she talks to angels Strut and Blues. Wow, it's also celebrating. Stare yeah. Cold. And obviously that was played because it was the Shake Your Money Maker tour, so they played it in its entirety. And then they did No Speak, No Slave, Sting Me, Walk, Believe, or Walk, Wiser Time, which is fucking so beautiful. Yeah. Thorn in My Pride. And then they fucking absolutely killed Remedy, dude. It was yeah. so good. And their encore was a cover of Rocks Off by the Rolling Stones. Which, well, I'm also a fucking huge yeah. Stones fan, so it was kind of like a fuck yeah moment, you know? Yeah, why not? That being said, like, I love this album, right? But, like, I'm, I've am i gotten so into The Crows that, like, this was kind of an introduction, and then I pulled the curtain back, and then I found out who The Crows were by listening to their other albums. They're all over yeah. the place, you know? So, like, I wish that... I could have had a couple... Like, they did 17 songs, right? And I wish that they could have did at least, Swap like, down. 22. Yeah. And I could have <laughs> picked the last five. You know? Yeah, well, you know, that's the problem with when you know a whole band's discography. Really well, well, I just wanted a couple... You want to hear You know, some songs. of the, the songs on the later albums a little more. Like, you know, every album has at least one fucking great song. Yeah. So, well, in their case, anyways... And multiple, in my opinion, but I felt like they could have at least played one off each, you know. Yeah. But I <coughs> it's it kind of like Black Sabbath, right? When I when I saw them, I really, really, really wanted to hear Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. Yeah. Now, obviously, I kind of knew that Ozzy Osbourne, no fucking way, sing those high notes anymore. No. Um, but they did play a little snippet of it uh, right before they jumped into um, the last song, the Dan. Dan out, Dan out, Dan out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they went into dead or something. I don't know what the hell. What did they finish with? Well, they finished with Paranoid. Paranoid, eh? But, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of like that. Where it's dude, like, I'm fuck, always I really so want fucking to hear, I want to show. I remember, he, dude, I've remembered hearing songs live that I didn't even hear live. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because you listened to a live version so many times. that you're Well, like, live movies, too. Yeah, like, yeah. just live music concerts. <laughs> I have just over 25, which isn't a lot, but. <laughs> That's fucking funny. That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, so, uh, they ended with Remedy, or? No, Rocks Off. Rocks Off, right, too. okay. So, yeah. And then after and the show? Well, after the show, I was like, let's get the fuck, and I was buying, How much, oh, sorry, before, wait, how much did you buy your t-shirt for? $50. That's not bad, that's not bad. That's good That's kind of the tour price. Yeah, 45 50 55 is usually the... Well, I paid 55 for the raid shirt because they had tips. And I yeah. know that a lot of festival workers are volunteers. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to offer. Yeah, good call. A five dollar tip. Good call. Nice gesture. Sorry. And I love yeah. this Rage Against the Machine shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I had it. <clears throat> but um, yeah. Okay. So the end of the show. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, side note. You know, we went to on our trip with a little bit of money with us. So, when when we were at the show. I had tried to, like, boost up our seats, and I had waited so last minute to try to boost them up. I should have did it prior when I had the chance to get a bit closer. Because I'm, as far as live shows go, I'm used to being closer than not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, even Megadeth. Yeah, you were uh, pretty we far were, back. We were the... pretty far from Megadeth. Yeah. The Black Keys, I was on, and uh, Keisha Elfin, I was on the first... Uh, balcony, mm -hmm. which is still not bad, and then like uh, the crows. Now, w I was a bit back. I was in the four hundreds. Yeah, but it, it was at the time when I, you know, I bought the tickets on that for Valentine's Day, and that was our uh, our thing, you know. Yeah. But, you know. Then, anyways, so the show's done. I'm like, let's get out of here because there was no upgrading tickets, yeah. right? So we kept our seats. Had a fucking wonderful time, sang our asses off, smoked our asses off, and fucking, you know, just had a good time. And then we tried to get the fuck out of there as fast as possible yeah, yeah. to beat the rush, right? And we did alright at that, you know, like, you, we were able to breathe as we walked out. Like, when I left uh, FEC the other day, oh, yeah. felt like crying. Jam-packed, I mean. Yeah, we were, like, not moving, and I was like, why the fuck aren't we moving? And we were stuck in a lineup to a bar and then it happened to us again and we were stuck up in a lineup to the bathroom <laughs> and so you stand there for like 10-15 minutes like why aren't we moving and sure you know, luckily at the crow show it was easy so we yeah. just walked on out of there and we get on the train but the train was so fucking packed because Machine Gun Kelly had also played. Uh, okay. So at the Rogers Center? Uh, uh, not no. the Rogers. No, I believe he Stadium? he probably played at Scotiabank. Okay. Yeah, the Rogers Center's the stadium. Yeah. Scotiabank. Unless there was some sort of festival happening no, in Toronto at that Scotiabank. time. But anyways, so he yeah, he played for that. So when we get on the train, 
all the Machine Gun Kelly people are already on the fucking train. So we stood on the train for the first half hour to 40 minutes, for sure. And we finally, like, and, you know, there's a lot of younger people for, I mean, we're young too, but there's a lot of younger people for the Machine Gun Kelly crowd than the Black Crows crowd. And, fuck, we're we're standing there, and this girl comes, because it's a double-decker uh, train. Yeah. Okay. So the girl comes running down the stairs and she's trying to open the bathroom door, couldn't get it open, gets on her knees and tries to puke in this little garbage thing on the door. And like she's missing it, it's all pouring down the fucking <laughs> door. And, and then she finally gets in the bathroom and she made a couple of trips, man. Trust me. Oh, yeah. She must it have was had a rough night. Rough night for that poor she girl had for sure. Too many drinks or something. Oh, that, my uh, God. And there's these fucking bitches, man. They're sitting like, like, the bathroom's fucking tiny in a train, you know, yeah. like, there's these girls that are, like, sitting right beside it, and they're like, ew, oh my god, like, that's so fucking gross, like, that's such a good friend, I am not that kind of friend, if one of my friends was in there puking, I would just end up puking on them, and she was just like, just that fucking typical wow. mean girl that's, yeah. like, in, oh my god. like, oh, late or- high school or early college or whatever and she was just like ooh like that fucking yeah mean girls yeah. you know no, like exactly like talking mean. so much shit Fuck. about this girl while Shut she's in there up, puking and then the girl opens the door and she's like oh honey you okay and it's like you fake fucking bitch like you know and anyways then all those fucking idiots got off and I got to sit but sadly I had to sit in the spot next to the puke. But you know what? I was so dead and so high. And I was far enough away from the puke that I was willing to do it. And, uh, there you go. You yeah, we home. got back late. We had a little McDonald's feast in the car. Went, smoked another joint, and then went to fucking bed. Yeah. And you know what? It was, uh... It was a good night. I have a hard time putting it into words what it means to me when I see one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Not even just, like, you know, I saw Rage Against the Machine, and I wouldn't say that they're in my top ten, but I just, what they've done, I just love it so much yeah, that, yeah. like, I get so excited about a band yeah, like well, that. Yeah, sure, man. That's the, the possibility of seeing someone like that. And we've been listening to that for fucking years. Years. You know, and there's memories to those albums, you know what I mean? Like, multiple memories with multiple people, because those are big albums, and they're oh, yeah. fucking special you know but fuck yeah they are it was fucking uh, it was a good night Rage was a good night fucking you know the Crows was an amazing they were all amazing the Crows were amazing Rage was amazing Joey Badass was amazing it was all fucking amazing live music is amazing it's fucking back it's It's back back full force coming in hot if uh, (laughs) if there's a fucking show that's coming to your town or somewhere close to you and it's someone that you like you know even if it's just one or two songs that you know. Just when you get that moment, you know, when they're playing those songs that you know. Yeah. Like, you can love a whole show, but only be able to sing four or five of those songs that you heard live. But when you are singing those songs, yeah. it's because you oh, yeah. fucking love them, dude. Yep. That I've feeling that I get, I get it every time. I've been there, and I fucking love it. Especially, like, you know, when we were at Megadeth there, when we were singing. Oh. Uh, what well, sympathy of destruction? Peace cells was really intense. Yeah. Sweating bullets was where I was freaking. Um, <laughs> I was like, Hello, me. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> 
Uh, well, that sounds like you had a great fucking time. I'm glad you got to see the crows, man. Uh, dude, uh, I know that's one uh, on your bucket list, and there's one more on your bucket list. Well, two more coming up. Two big but, ones uh, coming up. You know, we got the got chili peppers with you. Yeah, we're not all s- together, no, which is no. you know it's almost too bad because yeah. it it would have been a cool thing, but it's also we're going with our significant others, and that's gonna be a fucking great moment we're no, still we'll, together before and yeah, after before and after during. we'll point each other out yeah, so we'll when we had that moment <laughs> i'll look out for i'm you. nervous that they're not gonna play under the bridge i mean too I've, I've heard that too as well they haven't played it like more than three four times this whole tour if that i wonder why they're doing that well they always change up the set list yeah i know but that's like a fucking staple i think that's probably why so they're trying to change it up? They probably... But, you know, so is fucking... What isn't a staple when it comes yeah, to the Chili true, Peppers, right? True, like, when... True. Like, are they not going to play Californication? Are they not going to play By The Way? Scar-tish are they not going like to play Can't Stop? Yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, like that song. But there isn't many songs... Like, I would like to hear Wet Sand. Yeah. Or Dosed. Yeah. Like, if they played Dosed, I'd probably fucking shit, but... I don't know. I wish bands would let me choose their set list. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to see the Peppers. And then uh, literally like a week after, a week and a half, Pearl Jam, man. Yeah. And then Sheepdogs. And then Sheepdogs and Ghost and Mastodon. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I don't have my personal ticket yet, but I am going to see Jane's Addiction and Smashing yeah, Pumpkins. True. No choice. Oh, quickly, I wanted to mention, uh, we, since we're talking about live shows, the Eagles prices. My yeah, stupid. God, that is dirty. What was it? 175 for the nosebleeds? Well, I thought they were 195 but Oh, even worse. Right. Even worse. But 450 for floor. Fuck. And like VIP front row. Uh, like you don't even want to know. Four or 5,000. If not more. Stupid. So I, know, I knew it was going to be expensive, but I thought... I didn't expect that. I was thinking... If you got, fl- like, because imagine resale, when it's sold out and people are reselling, you know, like, for me, it's like, I was thinking if floors are 200 to 180, mm. you know, that's cool. Yeah. Because what's well, left of the band. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You know, and, and like, not saying that they're not worth any things, but individually, the one that would probably sell the most individually is probably Joe Walsh. Yeah. And even then, and you know what's really he couldn't ask for even two hundred no, on for no. the floor no. unless it's like the first few rows yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I think of bands that I've seen and paid so much less. Like I, uh, to me, no. I saw Black Sabbath with Ozzy first. with three out of four. And Black Sabbath's a fucking huge. Yeah, game. Black Sabbath is huge, and like you know, that's the closest thing to like. The British fucking rock, like yeah. outburst. That's the biggest name we've ever seen on it. Cause like, Fuck yeah. we don't get to see any of the first generation unless we no. end up seeing the Stones or the Who. Yeah. But and then when it, oh, uh, I seen Deep Purple, so that's up there too. And I seen Deep Purple with a lot, like. I mean, we saw Ace DC, but Ace DC wasn't that expensive. Either. No, no, like, dude, I was on the floor for Ace DC, and I think I paid one fifty. I was 30 rows back in a stadium. The Eagles, I don't know, man. The Eagles can That's dirty. fuck right off. And also the I fact that they're them, not coming to Quebec. Yeah. They're going, going to Montreal Ottawa. or Quebec City. They're going to Ottawa and Hamilton. But they're not coming it's to like, one what? of the biggest cities in Canada. Not only do I have Canada. to pay like 
four hundred bucks to get a good seat, and I also have to yeah. fucking drive Spend like five hours. In fucking gas. And you know, like they're not even they go to Ottawa. I waited in line. I was in line because if it was two hundred, I was gonna buy two tickets right away. Yeah. Boom boom. Because that's all I would have been able oh, to fuck afford. Yeah. Jesus. You know, but uh, no. When I seen it, I couldn't believe it. No, there was no way in hell I was buying two tickets in the nosebleed no, for fuck over four hundred dollars. You know, like Oceaga is 145 for one day. But you got, like, Dua Lipa, Machine Gun Kelly, yeah, a bunch of fucking bands on this You're not going to... Isn't Dua, uh, Machine Gun Kelly opening for Dua Lipa? Well, they're not necessarily opening. They're on two different stages. They're not the same stage? No. Machine Gun Kelly's on the other stage before. And then Dua Lipa's on the main stage. <clears throat> How is MGK not on the main stage? He's no, he's so on big. the Coors Light stage there. And then the Yo, stage. seriously, but right next fuck to each Coors other. Light stage. You know why? Because I was at Feck, and the only beer I could get was a fucking Coors Light. Yeah, and I had yeah. one, and I said, no more. Yeah. No more. Because you know what? I would rather stick a needle in my dick than drink another fucking Coors Light. Well, I don't know. I'd probably drink some Coors before I did <laughs> I'd that. probably drink a few Coors before I let that happen. But I was upset. No, understandable. Uh, I hate, like, why can't you just order, uh, off, like, Molson Coors? It's a fucking corporation now. So just offer a fucking can of Canadian Molson. Yeah. But, anyways. Um, quickly, ratings. All music, four out of five. Yeah, Radiance, all music, four out of five. Robert Crisco gave it a bomb. A bomb? A bomb. Just a bomb? Yeah. So like Steve Winwood? Yeah. Suck a fat yeah. dick, you old um, mother. I fucking dislike <laughs> I, you I more than I dislike my grandfather. <laughs> there you go. That's fucking saying something. Uh, Entertainment Weekly, B+. He's an old prick, too. Uh, so there is no statement by Robert Spears. So Both of them. Personally, I don't want to fucking read it anyways. Uh, charts were all right. UK 36, US 4. Not bad. And certifications, we mentioned it earlier, it went five times platinum. That was five in 1995. Times. So by now, it's probably fucking, uh, who knows? Stocks Angel reached number one on the mainstream hard rock things. And there you go. That's about all I got to say about the Black Crows. All right. It's been a fucking gem. I'm we'll starving. I'm starving. So we're going to go get some food, and uh, we're going to say good night, good day, goodbye, and uh, see you later. Toodaloo. Hey, this is Dylan of DBD Grooves. Remember, if you enjoy this podcast, you can like and subscribe on whatever uh, thing you're uh, listening to this um, on, and uh, know when we drop new content. Enjoy, and these nuts.